Welcome to the Driving Dentistry Forward podcast, where successful dental pros and anyone who values the power of a smile can get an edge in the dynamic worlds of healthcare and business. Hosts Chuck Cohen and Rick Cohen speak with top influencers in the world of dentistry and explore essential tools, trends worth your time, and solutions that help you practice smarter. First of all, thank you so much, Dr. Lyons, and congratulations for, um, for being one of our 40 Under 40 uh, honorees this year. Uh, it's great to have you on the podcast. Can you tell us, um, start by telling us about your practice, where you live, where you work, uh, what type of dentistry you do, and how long you've been practicing? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. It's a complete honor to be recognized as one of the top 40 Under 40 dentists nationwide. Uh, turning 37 in a couple weeks. So <laughs> just another notch in my belt. And I, you know, I care so much about trying to give something back to dentistry and carve out our niche, my wife and I. So thank you. So we practice here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, we've been doing so for seven years as of this month. So yay for us. Uh, I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. Originally met my wife in dental school at Meharry Medical College in Nashville, Tennessee, and brought her to the South. She's from Detroit originally. So Right now, we're a cosmetic office. We're not quite boutique. Uh, that would be kind of the long vision for us. But I'd say our procedure mix is about 25% cosmetic, but we still do meat and potatoes dentistry. But um, that's where we are in year seven. So looking to uh, definitely do more of what we love. Yeah. So I, I was unaware. You, you said we several times. That leads me to believe that you're working alongside your wife. Is, in what capacity is she, is she involved? both clinical at the same time uh now she is more oh yes yes okay Sorry. okay i wasn't yeah. i didn't know great that's great <laughs> very important yes yeah. yes she is uh she, she's definitely more of the manager than i am so i'm more of the clinical lead she'll do more front staff lead but everything else we're the exact same and did you meet in dental school so Oddly enough, we met, we were both in uh, junior year of undergrad, different schools. She went to Hampton, I went to North Carolina Central. We met at a, like an enrichment program at UNC Chapel Hill, just to get students in, interested in dentistry, how to interview, you know, that type of thing. We re-met in dental school two years later. It's really good friends and the rest is history, as they say. Very, very cool. Um, so did you say you didn't grow up in Charlotte? You grew up... Uh, did you, was it Raleigh? Did I hear? Raleigh. Yes, okay. Raleigh. How, how was, uh, tell me about growing up and at some point you decided dentistry was going to be your thing. So I'm, I'm oh, yeah. very interested to hear how you selected dentistry. Um, I, I'm also very much in the dental field and have been my whole life. And a big part of the reason that I selected it is my father and grandfather did it. So everybody's got their reasons. And uh, I would love to hear what, what yours are? How did you, how'd you wind up in dentistry? Yeah, dental was such a late find for me as far as career choice. But growing up in Raleigh, at least when I was growing up, it was ranked one of the best places to live, like a complete family town, family community. I grew up driving my bike like eight miles wherever I wanted to go. Very safe. Uh, so great two-parent household. I feel like I had everything I needed growing up. Um, to this day, I've never had a cavity, oddly enough. So my <laughs> exposure from a patient... <laughs> aspect of dentistry is just braces that that's all I ever knew so you can imagine dentistry was amazing to me it's like oh man this guy walks in how you doing chief and walks out (laughs) (laughs) 
But even at that moment, it didn't connect with me to, you know, take it as a career path. It actually was not until my freshman year of college, I was sitting at a lunch and learn. A dental recruiter came in just, you know, saying, hey, this is what dentistry is like, day in, day out, flexibility, good hours. But the thing that struck me was she said, many dentists choose to own their own business. There is not a lot of business ownership in my family. I mean, maybe going back a few generations, maybe like farming and small mom and pop type thing. But for some reason that resonated. And I didn't know why. I was not a business major, but I just thought, how cool would that be? Now, seven years in, I realized that I'm an only child. <laughs> I love the autonomy of just making changes. And, and I think that in a nutshell is why dental chose me and I chose dental. You know, I, <laughs> I often think in my life how um, s- certain, sometimes they're only five minute uh, interactions with people that have no idea they're making an impact have yes. had such an impact on my life. And when I think about this person that came to speak to your college class, this mm-hmm. person, I can promise you, well, I'm prom- <laughs> I would bet this person has no idea that something that he or she said <laughs> had a true impact on the direction that somebody's life took. And so I find that to be fascinating. And, and you know, here, here they are, they're conducting life and and have no idea that because of something that they said and you keyed in on Dennis can own their own business. Yeah. That was probably just an off the cuff comment by them. And here it was yep. changed the complete direction of your life. Exactly. I know it was. And, and so I feel like I owe it to anybody. So I, I always speak well of dentistry. It's just like your spouse, right? You don't talk bad about your spouse to anybody. You don't talk bad about your career. And it's extremely challenging. We all know this. But if that lady planted a seed with me that day, I got to make sure I carry it well, you know? Well, yeah, we'll it's a that. great question. So what, what then, if you were speaking to, and I'm sure you do this from time to time, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'd like to know what you'd tell a graduating high school class, maybe some bits of advice. And then secondly, what would you tell as advice to a graduating dental school class? So really two questions in one. First, the high school question. These are people that only one out of probably 200 will become dentists or in the dental field. But still, how would you advise them in you know, a couple of points? Amazing question. I'm really big. uh, One of my favorite books, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So I'm really big on lifestyle design. I'm super huge on reverse engineering. So I would even take the whole career question outside of dental and just say, what do you want life to look like every day? I imagine myself in high school, I was a three sport athlete. Sitting behind a desk was not in the works for me. Uh, I like to be on the go. And I knew that then. So if I'm speaking to, you know, high schoolers, I'm just saying you need to be able to learn what your likes and dislikes are. There's a certain amount of presets that we were like God giving that you really can't violate and you should already start to, you know, pick up on those. So I oftentimes will say, let's draw a Venn diagram. What is it that you like or some things you think you like? What is it that some people say you're good at and what kind of careers are in the middle of that? So for me, it was working with my hands a relatively small office, you know, that was enough just to realize and being an only child, the autonomy sounded really attractive. So I think that was enough to say, okay, what is, let me hear more about this. Okay, so 
for someone graduating dental school who I would try not to lay too much on them, but at this point, you should have had your hands on all the disciplines of dentistry, right? And uh, I hate to say this, because I don't want anybody to take it, take it up too deeply, but what I'm saying is, I don't see any kids. I don't take out any teeth anymore. I barely do dentures, and it's been more profitable for us because we're attracting more of what we actually love. Now, do all forms of dentistry, especially if you're an associate somewhere, if that's your first gig. But what I'm saying is quickly learn what it is you're good at, what works in your hands, what procedure when it's on the schedule, you are so excited, you cannot wait to learn more about it. And so for me, it was, you know, looking at Dr. Appa, you know, and, and, and seeing cosmetic dentistry on Instagram, and anywhere I can see it. And I found out after two years, like, dude, you've only taken cosmetic CE. Do you not care about anything else? No, it's not that. I'm just really driven toward what my, my, what my passions are. And I think if anybody going into dentistry can figure out quickly what it is that makes you smile to put up with all the challenges, you'll have much more fulfillment in your career. You know, you use, uh, you use the word profit. Uh, I think there, that's really a two-faceted word. One is profit financially, but I have a feeling that's not what you were talking about. The greatest profit is to love your day. I mean, there's no, right. And so I think that finding out which parts of dentistry you love and which parts Mm -hmm. of dentistry you don't love is the smartest thing you can do. Um, I have, uh, you, you happen not to love working with kids. I completely understand that. And at the same time, I know people, I have two good friends that are mm-hmm. pedodontists that wouldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't imagine a life if there weren't 50 kids, uh, you know, crying and screaming, starting off crying and screaming and ending with a smile that wasn't so bad. But I mean, I their whole reason for being is to calm children. And yes. so um, that's their thing, but doesn't mean it's everybody's thing. And, uh, exactly. you know, you found your thing early on, and that makes mm-hmm. you at 37, I'm sure, a master because it, it's not, well, I guess, you know what, I should say, no one is a, uh, no one is a master, not even the great Larry Rosenfeld, the, Larry Rosenthal or whoever, the great ones. Exactly. They're still not masters. Everybody is still uh, just trying to do it a little bit better. But, exactly. uh, but it takes years to be a, a great craftsman. And, um, and so to start off early uh, is a real advantage. Um, and so I'm sure it's serving you well. Yes. Um, DSOs, did you work for a DSO? I did not. I worked for, I guess what you would call a group practice. So my first job was actually an hour and a half outside of Charlotte. That was one way. So I spent three hours on the road daily just listening to podcasts, a lot of business talk. I knew I wanted to open. I didn't know I didn't know I would make that decision like a year and a half after being an associate. Um, but it was a group practice, so we had pedo there. That's why I didn't have to see kids. You know, we I did I did everything else, um, and I think it was great just for experience. You really don't know what you like until you touch it and do it thousands of times. But I was very privileged in that way, where many of the things I do not love, I wasn't forced to do. I had a gorgeous associateship. If I ever decided to bring on an associate, I would love to pattern what I had. I've heard stories and I think I was uh, pretty blessed. Well, I'll tell you what, part of it is 
just plain luck. If, if you try it, if, if when you do it, it doesn't work out, it's not necessarily your fault. I mean, there's only, you only have so much control over how good it is. Although I have to say that there's nothing better from what I hear when it works mm-hmm. out, when you find the right associate that wants to learn and wants to grow. And the two of you are kind of in the groove together. Um, it's like beautiful music. I mean, and so uh, when it comes time, I wish you the best <laughs> of luck because you're going to need a little of that too. I agree. What, um, what, what worries you about dentistry over the next 10 or 15 years? Is there any, anything? I mean, I realize that it's, uh, it, we all both agree it's, it's a great profession. But what, uh, if anything, worries you about perhaps the future of dentistry? Uh, The thing that I love the most, honestly, uh, I think the biggest pain points I hear from colleagues is just the day-to-day owning, running, wearing so many hats uh, of what we have to do uh, as private practice owners. And I think that's where you see, you know, DSO stepping in because there is a need. I don't have any, you know, ill will towards any business format, but I do know that a a lot of people who are out here solo practitioners, we are struggling. I think we're feeling the clamps of insurance, which is why my wife and I made a huge leap uh, last year to go completely out of network, Mm. which was very risky during a pandemic, but it's been so relieving. Uh, Many, many patients chose to stay. Uh, I'd like to think because of who we are and how we, you know, how we do dentistry. Uh, but in the groups, you know, we're all in Facebook and social groups. This is what I hear is people almost, there was a thread the other day. I have to share it with you. I think my wife read, people were asking, what is going to be your second career after dentistry? It's like, what? Like dentistry was my plan. A. I didn't have a plan B and this group of people, hundreds are just ready to, to throw in the towel. So my biggest fear 10 years from now is if dentistry isn't you know, owned and ran, at least to an extent, maybe not the whole piece of the pie, by dentist, where will it go? Like, who drives the decisions? I think that's where I'm, oh no, <laughs> what is my job here? Mm. How do I help that? These are interesting questions. And I, you know, a, a big part of who's, who's going to be listening to this podcast are, are your fellow dentists. And so um, we, you know, we also wonder what, what is the future of dentistry? We know this, there will be a, a need for dentists, a, a great need on the cosmetic side, on the pedo side, on the, uh, the, there will still be cavities. There will still be tooth decay. There will still be a need for complicated procedures. The question is, and, and the computers can't do it. So we know that. Exactly. Uh, I don't think the robots can do it. Uh, although there are people that are, I'm sure, working on that. Uh, so we definitely need dentists. The question is, how will the dentistry be delivered and how will the compensation and insurance plans work? And so um, that is what I think is keeping the profession up at night. That said, um, it's, 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 it's quite tolerable now and quite a, uh, a profession that I think is, is one that um, I know I'm appreciative of. And I get the sense from talking to you that, you know, there's a headaches and hassles, but for the most part, we're blessed to be in this space. Most certainly. I mean, I think it's definitely one of the top professions. Um, if you can, can insert a certain amount of control. And, and, and as you mentioned earlier with the word profit, yeah, I was talking about just profit of like peace of mind, you know, 
there's so much growth and flexibility day to day. And if you, if you are grateful for that, I don't know a field that's, I mean, outside of tech world, right? I don't know a field that's changing this lightning speed with your, what you do day to day hands on. And I love that. Yep. And I actually would, would take it a step further. Uh, I, I know some people that work in the tech space and mm-hmm. the, the dentists are a lot happier. The tech, I mean, if you get exactly the right job at exactly the right company and you're going to get, you know, free breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like they do at Google and all that, it's probably a good life. But uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to be a spokesperson for Facebook these days. I mean, I, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's also, it's, uh, it's definitely has its, its challenges. Um, so, uh, tell me this, what technology wise within, within your practice, what, what's one piece of technology you can't live without? We just purchased our first DSLR and I had been winging it with uh, my iPhone 11S can't keep up these days with the lighting attachment. And it's been great. That's how we do all our pictures on our website, little clinical pictures. And I was loving it, but you know, with cosmetics, you see so much more through your camera than you do with your eyes. And we literally just bought this thing. And I already know it's the number one piece of equipment in our office. Um, but I, if I had to choose something. I oh, believe you on that. I, I was just going to say, <laughs> and, and that probably wasn't that costly. But then when you got it, you thought to yourself, have I really been practicing for seven or 10 exactly. years, whatever the number is, without exactly. one of these things? I've been futzing around my iPhone. So uh, <laughs> that's a great addition. Definitely. Uh, you know, we also, right before COVID hit, we switched over. We've always had voice over internet phones, uh, but we began using uh, Weave as a company. Mm. And they have this awesome feature when people call, you know, your lines are tied up. Someone can't get to the phone. It'll text them. What's the purpose for your call? So we were able to run our whole office for that month and a half. We were shut down. This is my wife and I, you know, handle emergencies through Weave. And I said, thank you, Lord, that we you know, implemented this prior to having to shut down. So it's beautiful. I love it. I mean, it's very 2021-esque to be able to text patients. They love that. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it is. A, it's a great feature. Well, Dr. Lyons, it's great to spend this time. Thank you so much for taking part of your busy schedule out so that yes, you sir. and I can get to know each other and spend some time. And uh, I'm sure uh, that you know, the dental community will really enjoy this podcast. Uh, congratulations again on being one of our 40 under 40 recipients. And uh, we look forward to, uh, to staying in touch over the next 10, 20, 30 years. Um, yes. And it certainly seems like the future is going to be super bright for you. So thank you again, Dr. Lyons. And uh, thank you so much. And we look forward to the next conversation. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening in. Don't want to miss an episode of the Driving Dentistry Forward podcast? Subscribe today on your favorite podcast app.